Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The president took aim at the governors of Mississippi and Texas this week for lifting mask mandates, calling it Neanderthal thinking. Governor Tate Reeves joined Fox News primetime to defend his decision. Our goal from the beginning has been to ensure that we protect the integrity of our health care system. Contrast that with what some would argue is that the goal should be to ensure that no Mississippian ever contracts the virus. The fact is, that's not a realistic goal. And vaccine eligibility in Mississippi has been expanded. Governor Tate Reeves has announced that those 50 years and older in Mississippi are now eligible to be vaccinated. Those over 65, those with underlying health conditions, teachers and first responders, also remain eligible. And Olin Winchester of Oxford has been awarded a $37 million contract to provide three different types of bullets to the Army through 2026. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Before you dig or drive stakes in the ground, call 811 or you might hit. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. <laughs> An electric line or. A gas line? Tent's gone. Yeah, driving stakes. Call Mississippi 811 two days before pounding. It may keep you out of the... Don't worry, honey. The doghouse is just fine. There's room for both of us in here. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. This is Mississippi State Bulldog Jake Mangum. Family is everything. On the field, at home, everywhere. When I step up to the plate, it means the world that my family is behind me every swing. That's why I love my Farm Bureau family. They've got my back no matter what. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Illegal immigrants are crossing the border following President Biden's reversal of former President Trump's policies. Congressman Michael Guest. We are in the beginning stages of a humanitarian crisis on our border caused by the policies of President Joe Biden. It's a title worth celebrating. Staff Sergeant Shelby Constancio is the Mississippi National Guard's first female cavalry scout. Some of the challenge that I've prepared myself for is acceptance into a male-dominated field, especially the combat arms. The trust that comes with, well, can she carry her weight? Can she perform the way that we can? So I've had to go above and beyond to make sure that I can. And there are reports of 2013 to 2018 model Toyota RAV4 SUVs catching fire. In cases where the vehicle was in motion, about half the drivers reported the SUV stalled first. That's Jenny Casolo with Fox. A battery has been identified as the origin of the fire and the majority of the incidents reviewed. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. In Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. The final regular season Saturday for SEC men's basketball is today. Mississippi State is at Auburn with a noon tip-off, 11.30 airtime on the MSU Basketball Network. The Vanderbilt Commodores are at Ole Miss to take on the Rebels in the Pavilion, the 6 o'clock tip tonight, 5.30 airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network. The other action in the Southeastern Conference Basketball today, South Carolina is at Kentucky. Alabama, who has clinched the top spot, is at Georgia. LSU is at Missouri. Texas A&M is at Arkansas. The SEC men's basketball tournament gets started on Wednesday with one game and then a full slate of games on Thursday where we expect to see Mississippi State and Ole Miss in battle at some time. That will be determined on today's activity. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. 
confidence, peace of mind, a way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com business. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. Southeastern Conference Commissioner Greg Sankey this week announced that the SEC is preparing to play the 2021 football season as scheduled and as planned. He shared his thoughts on a range of subjects in advance of Southeastern Conference men's basketball tournament, which gets underway this week in Nashville on March the 10th. But while basketball was the primary focus, the commissioner looked ahead six months to the beginning of the 2021 football season. Thirteen of the 14 Southeastern Conference teams have season opening games scheduled for September the 4th, while Ole Miss is slated to play Louisville on September the 6th in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game in Atlanta. He indicated it is possible the coming season could be affected in similar ways to the 2020 season. The SEC shifted to an all-conference schedule and did not start until September 26th last season. Some games were postponed due to COVID-19 cases and contact tracing within the programs. Four teams only played nine of the ten scheduled games. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Good grief, it's March. I like March. But as gardeners, I've got to tell you, you're going to move too quickly. I'm right there with you. I'm happy to tell you a lot of things are looking really great in my garden. A lot of other things not so good since the frozen days. Other things, of course, are just waiting to be planted. And I do emphasize the word waiting. Now, potatoes are in, onions are in. I even planted some uh, green peas last week. But... That's all fine and good. Um, obviously, if you're growing cabbage, if you're growing even turnip greens, all those th- sorts of things, we're, we're looking real good in Zone 8. But in Zone 9, y'all are way ahead. That's the folks, of course, in our coastal counties here in Mississippi and across the Gulf of Mexico, all of you folks along the coast. And then, well, hello, Hernando. What's going on? It's a little chillier up towards that part of the world. And the good news is 
We're watching the daffodils. The daffodils have bloomed out pretty much from the coast coming up into the central part of our listening area. And then going on further north, though, things are just popping out. I'm always amazed when something blooms, and I think everybody knows what it is, but in the Garden Mama group on Facebook just yesterday, someone posted pictures of daffodils and asked what they are. Now, they may have wanted to know the specific variety name, which is a lot harder than just saying daffodils, because that's a big family of plants. It's also true that at this time of the year, flowering quince are beginning to bloom. All the things that really stir us and move us in the central part of Zone 8 towards wanting to think about tomatoes. We can talk about that today, but we're only thinking. We can also work on your garden. Maybe you've got an idea that you want to carry out this spring. Maybe we can help with that as well. My name's Nellie Neal. I'm known for that sort of advice because I'm your garden mama. This, of course, is your opportunity to talk to me and to all the other gardeners that we're happy to say listen, not only in our immediate radio listening area, but, yeah, pretty far afield because we are indeed streaming Zooming all the way to the edges of the universe, and y'all are kind enough to let me know that I look about the same as I did last week. So <laughs> you're, you're friendly with that. Now, by the way, those of you who are traditionally um, sending my, my information to my telephone during this, you, you can't do that because I don't have my phone today. Oops, what happened? How does anybody go anywhere without their phone? Well, we just do sometimes. So there it is. Give me a call, 888 That number always works because it's the Super Talk call line. And, of course, the C Spire text line, which is already cranking up, is 601-879-4395. We're going to start on the phone right now with Mike in Houston. What's going on, sir? Uh, good morning to you, Nellie. Howdy. This is Mike in Houston, of course. Uh, yesterday, I was off of work. Uh, we got a day off, so I said, I'm going to be smart and burn the yard off before we turn the ditch. And the ditch, I did. Great. Okay, that's where my four o'clock bed is going to be. Is it too early to uh, plant four o'clocks? Well, the four o'clocks that are going to reseed themselves are already there, but if they haven't come up yet, I would, you know, in your other bed, I would it's say... A barren, it's a barren, it's a barren... Uh, I know, but don't you grow four o'clock somewhere else in your yard? No, I don't. Oh, I thought we had talked about that before. I'm not going to do them right now, this minute. I'm going to go ahead and maybe start them in a little container and get them ready to transplant. But if I had enough seeds, I would plant half today in the ground and half in containers. And that way you'll probably have way more than you need. <laughs> you can share That's them. <laughs> I, I got about, a, about over a pound of them. So I got, oh, my goodness. Uh, That's way yeah. enough. And uh, something else, dazinias, uh, daisies, and sunflowers. Is it still too early? Um, well, it's what kind of daisies? Um, uh, just old, old yellow roadside daisies. Okay, are you growing them from seed? Uh, yeah. Well, it's probably oxide daisy if it's the roadside type, so those are fine to plant. I would wait till maybe, um, I would say I'd wait another week on zinnias and sunflowers, even where you live. Okay, back on the, uh, four o'clocks. I've seen some places where you soak them for three days. I hadn't, I, I hadn't got that kind of time. To see, or could I just go ahead and water the, water the, uh, plant them and, and keep it moist? You know, it depends on how the seeds have been treated. But most of the time, if you just put those seeds in, maybe a 
plastic cup with some warm water in it and let them soak, you know, for a couple of hours before you plant. That's usually enough with four o'clocks. Sounds great. And I'll show you pictures later I'll on. I look uh, forward to it. Thank you, Mom. It's a big, big project. I appreciate it. Thank you for Bye-bye starting now. us off today. That's wonderful. That sounds like a beautiful flower bed. Brian's got progress going on his um, stargazer lilies. He's in Biloxi. He won't be with us today. But on the other hand, guess what? They're multiplying, and he sent pictures to show me. I love that. About five of them last year, and he's got 17 coming up now because they've multiplied. They're, they're going to be gorgeous. It's going to be the most fragrant patch in Biloxi, I guarantee. <laughs> no question about that. Let's see. Um, Shannon, where is Shannon? I'm, I'm, oh, in Oxford. Hey, let's see. What's the best going to plant now for color? Everything is looking so drab. So what are a few simple things to put in containers that will make it through until spring when really everything else blooms? I'm going to tell you, I was just at um, a big box store this week um, in search of light bulbs and the, a couple of other things. I was picking them up. I, didn't, I wasn't shopping, but I did notice that on the outside at their garden center part, there are a lot of what we would call early spring annuals. And I'm going to tell you to go take a look and see what they've got. There will probably be some dianthus. There will probably be... Um, some even maybe even some pansies, and they'll certainly be the ones that we think of as very early, like nemesias and other sweet flowers that you don't see a whole lot of the time. That's what you're going to find at the big box stores at this particular point. I'm going to throw those into containers if I'm you and enjoy them, like you said, to brighten things up until everything else gets going there in Oxford. Um, it's a it's a great opportunity for us to put in some flowers that, quite frankly are not going to last forever because everything's precious in its own time, right? I think so. <laughs> I love the idea of, of growing flowers seasonally, but I have to tell you, sometimes it's just nice to have a bright, colorful pot, whatever the season is. James has got some beautiful daffodils. They're looking great today, and some pansies, too. I love that. Um, I, I think, I don't know, is that Professor Einstein? It looks like it. Beautiful variety. Wonderful, wonderful. So nice to hear from everybody. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. And yes, there is indeed a place to send pictures. That's the C Spire text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Now, I don't know about you, but it's it's really never too early in the morning to talk about wine and cheese. I am one of those people for whom cheese is a downfall second only to chocolate in the things that I really, really like. It's a delicacy. It's, it absolutely is. Oregon State University is trying to let us know why things taste differently. And one of the stories that has been out recently, and you've probably heard it in the major media, is this notion that I, I talked about a little bit last week that, that some wines taste better than others, depending on the cheese you eat, because of the fat content of that cheese. That is to say... The cheap burgundy wine that I used to enjoy with really high-quality cheese probably wasn't that great a wine, but the cheese made it better. So that's all right. But how do you worry? How do you get other tastes to improve when it comes to alcohol? Well, I like the Oregon State um, work that they're reporting to us. What they have actually shown us is that the flavor difference. Now, we're not talking about the, the specialty things that, that do wheat and all that other stuff. We're talking about basic barley, all right? 
And Oregon State University researchers have found that those flavor differences can be discerned, you can figure them out, based on where the barley's grown. We always talk about you are what you eat. We always talk about the importance of taking really good care of your soil because that's where it all starts for the plants that we grow, especially the ones that we want to eat or drink later on. And in this case, what they have learned, and we've got a beautiful word, the terroir of where the barley is grown, that, that's its environment, whatever those environmental conditions are. It would be not only the kind of soil, but also the moisture content, um, the drainage capacity, the pH, of course, the nutrients involved, and then everything above ground, um, hours of sunlight, air circulation, amount of precipitation and or irrigation, all of those things go together. Both the things that are natural and the things that are provided by the farmer go directly into this concept of terroir. So understanding it is something that takes a whole lot to undo. It's, it's kind of in that question of why does one tomato taste more acid than the other even though they're the same variety? Okay, so that's, there's a lot of all of that. Um, Interesting stuff. I had no idea. I had no idea there's a journal called Foods where they print up a lot of these things. But this was a study that involved planting two common commercial varieties of barley in Ireland. What a fun time that must have been in, in Kildare and in Bun Clowney and Wexford and then in 2017 and 2018. So there's an inland site, there's a coastal site. There's differences in them essentially. And what they did was use our old friend the gas chromatograph to tell you which one had what consistency and it turns out it's the same in that place each time. That's just interesting to me. Fascinating stuff. Um, it different, different places had really specific barley qualities and, and that in turn infuses itself of course into the whiskey that they make. Sorry about that loud paper. How that got so loud this morning. Anyway, interesting stuff. One of the things that's going on in my garden this week is the continuing cleanup. And I don't mean cutting down things necessarily, but I do have some plants like a Vitex that need to be cut back anyway. So, yeah, I'm doing that. Um, it looks kind of, shall we say, bare, spartan because it just sticks right now. But if you don't do that with Vitex, with Chase tea tree, every so often, you will end up with a tree that is taller than you want it to be, but it will also have fewer flowers because it needs to be rejuvenated. So I'm, I'm happy to have done, gotten that done. Don's in Gulfport this morning on the text line. <laughs> this is beautiful. Um, it's really lovely. There's, there's, it's an absolutely beautiful freestanding as he says Carolina Jasmine but of course it's the the in the really really old big live oak that we're looking at this one um I love 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 the live oaks on our coast from from friendship oak to this one which is the big Ben, named for the the person who did a bunch of the houses in that area I have um, enjoyed those trees my entire life and I actually have a picture of my mother graduating from Gulf Park, as it was called, I believe it was called the College for Girls at the time. And they're all in their white dresses out underneath the Friendship Oak. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful part of our history, and you are definitely doing a good job taking care of that one. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I like it. 
Big Ben. We can name our trees, you know. We do have a state registry of oak trees and other gigantic, big old trees. And fun, just fun stuff. Those are beautiful trees. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I love this. Um, Brenda's in Brandon. And this is one of those fun things. She bought tomatoes on the vine and left one around until it has sprouted through its skin. Now, will it grow? Probably. It's also one of the ways that we do plant tomatoes if we have a really nice, very overripe tomato that we want to continue. People will oftentimes let it do this. It's going to take that whole tomato to probably make all of those ones that are popping through to make um, a couple of plants because it's hard to, I mean, obviously they're vigorous, but the other question will always be what variety were they and is it one you're going to like the way that it grows in our part of the world, or is it going to have some trouble? So I look forward to updates. I know that that's natural, but yes. that is gross to look at. No, it's not. That is disgusting. That looks like worms coming out of an apple. No, actually, I don't mind that either. But these are just little seedlings um, sprouting out. A lot of times you'll find somebody will give you an overripe tomato and tell you to plant it. And what they're telling you to do is that the, the seeds are going to do this. So you plant that tomato and you end up with like 12 tomato plants coming up out of one little bitty pot. Um, I I like it. I think it looks extremely cool myself. (laughs) North Mississippi is looking good today. Thank you, Greg. Um, Glad to hear that. I'm going to put the picture of the tomato back up over here. That's fun to look at (laughs) because Raleigh doesn't like it. Um, Did you know... I know I knew these words. I had to learn them at some point in school. But when we think about mistletoe, one of my trees, the the last one that's actually around my house and and could fall on it, other than my neighbor's tree, which I can't do much about except warn him. (laughs) I've done that. Um, The last tree that's actually hanging over my house has mistletoe in it, which makes everyone very nervous when that begins to happen. Uh, And it, it doesn't look like a cash crop to me. It looks like the parasite that it is. But did you know, and you often wonder, don't you, how can a plant be a parasite of another plant? What if it kills it? Then it doesn't have anything to live on, right? How do you host without, uh, without consuming the host? Well, in fact, the process, we, we understand that mistletoe make, does photosynthesis just like any green plant does. But it takes the siphon and, and it prefers, rather, to suck out the water and nutrients from the tree that it's living on. And we, these are not really roots. They're fake roots, but they certainly work as well as roots do. They're autotrophic. They make their own food. But mistletoe can become heterotrophic. And so sometimes we think about people as being entirely um, self motivated and taking care of themselves, that is to say, plant like plants do, they're autotrophic. But sometimes some people, and in fact I think most people, need to be a little bit like mistletoe occasionally and make sure that we are operating both on our own as well as getting assistance from the community around us. Both of those things make an awful lot of sense, and it takes both of those things. Um, I don't know that it always takes two mistletoes, but when two mistletoes invade one tree, the whole thing increases photosynthesis. So my theory is that community action works together because now the tree is going to photosynthesize more, so is the mistletoe. Everybody's going to grow better. What do you think? Hmm? 
I'm looking forward to your opinions, to your ideas, to your phone calls and your texts today, right here on Weekend Gardening. you dig or drive stakes in the ground, call 811, or you might hit... Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. <laughs> an electric line or a gas line. Tent's gone. Yeah, driving stakes. Call Mississippi 811 two days before pounding. It may keep you out of the... Don't worry, honey. The doghouse is just fine. There's room for both of us in here. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. 
Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, who, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Thank you so much for putting me in your ear today. I appreciate it very, very much. When you call, the first person you'll talk to is the one and only Raleigh, who is happy to take your phone calls, put you on the air with me, and complain about things that I talk about because they creep him out. And I'm happy to say that as a horticulturist, that's part of my job, is to make sure that other people are distressed. (laughs) <laughs> what we it's do. usually always the wasp that do it because you've got a, a knack for finding wasp stories. There, there's so many of them. That's what, what can I tell you? There's so many of them. Now today we don't have wasps, um, but we do have pretty interesting things going on in, in other people's gardens that I want to talk with you about. And that means stuff coming in on our ceasefire text line 8601-879-4395 susan wants to know is it too late to divide hostas mm, i like to divide hostas when they just have their nose sticking out of the ground so if they've just begun or if you just know where they are that's fine if they've already come up and begun to put on leaves it's going to be it's been very difficult to transplant and divide and transplant them without causing trouble um, somebody wants to know, we'll say it's Bubba, wants to know, um, how does the mistletoe get in the trees? You can thank the birds for that. And let's see, Paula in Dentville, this is a good question. She's building a, a safe space for her bird feeders. And she wants to put, she's got a fence around it, and she wants to put something growing on the fence. So what should that be? Well, the biggest question is how tall is it and how close is it to the bird feeders? Because what you don't want is to create a place for predators to hide. So in other words, if it was if it's a four foot by four foot area, I'm gonna say don't put anything on the fence. Just let the fence do its work of keeping those predators away from the bird feeders. But on the other hand, if it's ten by ten or twenty by ten or you know, it's a great big space, then there's several different vines that would be of interest not only to you but also to other pollinators that would be visiting that space perhaps. If you like red flowers and you're interested in attracting hummingbirds, there's nothing that beats cypress vine. Now, the good news about cypress vine is it grows really fast, covers that fence in a hurry, and has hundreds of flowers, little tiny red flowers. But the bad news is that every one of those flowers makes about a million seeds. So you will have this one with you forever if you plant it. If you would prefer something that has a little more control to it, buy a clematis uh, because it will come up and bloom and do beautifully for you every year, but it will also die back on its own. Most of them do and, and, and give you a little bit of a little bit of time to keep the area cleaned up. 
There are a whole bunch of things in between, but that's sort of the the extreme, something that's going to be fairly delicate like a clematis and make a good show, but not be as overwhelmingly covering of the fence as would-be cypress vine. Um, I really like pigeon pea. I think that's a funny name, pretty little vine. I really like um, – there's there's several other ones that are not as vigorous as cypress vine. You might even want to consider putting in something that's completely different, you know, a, a different color. Give yourself the opportunity to grow hyacinth beans for their purple leaves or something like that. Um, just, you know, something. there are a bunch of things that you can choose, but the main decision to make is, will having a vine on the fence protect the birds or will it protect the predators? So that's the question for that. Okay, okay. Let's see. On to the telephones now. You can join me there, too, 888-808-8637 on the Supertalk call line. Right now, we've got Jody in Harrison County. What's going on, Jody? Hey, Miss Nellie. Howdy. How you doing? Real well, thank you. All right. Um, I'm, uh, every year, I plant spring potatoes, mm-hmm. and I've already, already got this down, and I'm trying to figure out an almanac because I don't know being so far south here in Harrison County. When would I plant fall potatoes? Well, that's that, believe it or not, you're going to find a lot of different advice on that schedule, on that particular you know thing. Um, where you are, I associate with planting the the potatoes for the fall crop in August, and that sounds absolutely crazy, but it's one of those things that if you if you do if you do it, then you got time for them to grow and be happy and healthy. Um, some people will actually wait, and some, pe- some people will tell you not to plant any time except February in your part of the world. But I have seen them planted in what seems to be like stupidly hot weather, <laughs> and they go ahead and grow. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm not as big a fan, you know, because it's harder. There's different – we have different diseases and different problems, and holding on to seed potatoes all summer can be a challenge for us in, in warm climates. So I'm I'm kind of I agree with the idea that the best time to do it is February, but you can grow that crop in the fall. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you one more thing about the fall crop, because we have we can have a hurricane, we can have you know crazy weather. Sometimes people will tell you not to cut the potatoes because you don't want them to rot. You know, you, you theoretically you could cut a potato everywhere you see an eye and create a plant from it. Okay. But what I'm going to say is, if you store potatoes to plant next fall, store them cut. Cut them in when you harvest them, you know, in the, the late spring, and dust them with sulfur, garden sulfur, and keep them where they can't get, where they don't have any sun and they can't touch each other. And that's the best way to store the potatoes for the fall, in my opinion. I find, I've had too many that I went back and they were just rotted. So it, if you want to save seed potatoes, and which is hard, but it's always a better idea to do, um, give, the, give yourself a chance to do that. What are you fertilizing those potatoes with now? Uh, just uh, triple 13. Okay. Well, you know I'd rather you buy a bag of garden food, but okay, I know you're going to grow great potatoes. What variety? Uh, uh, golden Yukon. Oh, those are good. And... and uh, Red, red ones, the red ones, the old-fashioned red ones. That's going to be red Lesota. The reason I ask about red Lesota always is because one of my professors invented it. <laughs> it's my favorite potato. He's he's long gone, but his legacy lives, you know. <laughs> yeah, those, those, uh, the little new ones, you put them in you, yeah. uh, and take them out, throw them in a pot, 
put a little butter on them, cook them down a little bit, and you can't eat any better than that. My mother was most impressed um, each year that I was able to plant potatoes in February when I lived in Baton Rouge. I could also plant bush beans like now, which I'll, I'll be doing very soon, even a little bit further north. But when I was able to bring those two things, new potatoes and freshly picked string beans, to her on Mother's Day, I got such points. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't another present that was better. <laughs> Thank you, Jody. Have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too, sweet. Bye-bye. We love it when our folks do things for us, but I tell you what, there's sometimes you do those things for your folks and you just you can see them light up, but which is really very very fun. Oh, thank you very much, Crosby. You're so sweet. Talk about how nice my voice is. Today it's a little bit on the, I'm full of pollen. Um, This is the beginning of the spring season. I don't know what bloomed the other day, but when somebody like me who's over-pollinated anyway, um, I I tend to feel it in my ears first. (laughs) My ears stopped up the other day. Let's see. Anne's in Greenville has lots of azaleas, and they got burned badly. Yeah, they did. There is green under there. The buds have been killed. Don't prune right now because there's going to be one or two of those flowers that no matter how terrible they look, they're going to go ahead and bloom or they're going to try to. And you want to let the plant go ahead and try to do that. So, you know, traditionally, if, if, you're, if, if your azaleas generally bloom, I don't know what whenever yours might be first week of April or whatever it is um that's you still want to wait to prune until after they would have bloomed in the case of these now the other thing you have to watch out for with these shrubs that got frozen is something you're not going to see right now what yes that's right in the summertime some of these that that do recover they'll they'll come on and they'll bloom and they'll put their leaves on and they begin to look pretty good it might be azaleas might be a lot of other things okay they're looking pretty good, and then in the summer, they just seem like they can't get enough water. They just dry up, and they're dying, and then they're dead. And when you go and look to try and figure out why that happened, you're going to find a split in the bark at the base of that shrub. And it will have happened now, okay? It happened in the frigid four or five days. However, the plants are tough. They're resilient. They try to heal, and then when summer's heat comes on, all of that just ruptures, and that's what creates the split. It's not split now. Um, you won't see that now. But I'm going to tell you to wait longer. Um, this is Lisa, I'm sorry, in Greenville. I'm going to tell you to wait a little bit longer, okay? Thank you very, very much for that question. It's a good one. There's uh, Brian's in Tupelo. Oh, my goodness, with all the, the what can I plant winds, you know, those are some of my favorite questions. I'm going to look at your list and tell you that Right now, um, I'm in Tupelo, I'm not going to plant any of the things that you want to plant right now uh, for another two, three weeks. I wanna, what I want you to do all there and really everywhere is look at the 10-day forecast, all right? Right now, where I am, it looks like next week's going to be, I don't know, June hot. I mean, you know, it's going to be 70s and 80s and further south, too. But you look a little further than that. I'm not saying we're going to freeze. I'm just saying it's going to cool off again. So I don't want, unless you're able to protect your plants a lot, I would just assume you wait a little time. Um, Frank Zachariah, someone that a horticulturist I went to school with, who has a wonderful opportunity every year to lecture people about the difference in planting a tomato plant on one date versus another and the percentages and whatnot of your success. Okay, And trust me. 
there is a point where you don't want to plant because it's gotten too late, but we're nowhere near that yet. So give yourself a couple of weeks, prepare that soil, and pick your plants up and get them. If you're growing them, it'll give you the time to harden them off, too. Okay? Uh, But it is a good time of year to be thinking about the vegetable garden. In fact, if you have not yet started those plants, or if you want to start them yourself, certainly the cucumbers and squash you could start in in peat cups or, or tiny containers now. I'm I'm not going to say that you might you might want to start the peppers you might want to purchase tomato plants it just depends on how many of them you already are accustomed to growing for yourself um, but a lot of people do really do that fine will potatoes do okay in Rankin County Alvin's and Brandon absolutely absolutely we're on the late side of planting though so hurry up <laughs> we do we really do those in February. And the bad news is that some people I know who planted at the very early part of February have sent me emails and told me their potatoes are now frozen because <laughs> they froze in their pots, which is a big problem. Um, blueberry buds look dead from the ice storm. Will I have a crop this year? David's in Oak Grove. I do not know. That's what we are all waiting to see. The My blueberries did not – the buds look okay. I mean, they're – but I'm in a protected area in Zone 8. You're in Oak Grove. You're still in Zone 8, but you're Zone like 8A, and it's a lot cooler there um, without in an, in an unprotected area, for example, out in a field. Okay, it's been too wet. Alvin says it's been too wet in Brandon. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> but get after it. Do it now. That's why, probably why I grow mine in containers. I got tired of waiting for the soil to dry out in places. Um, I, I will tell you, though, that when you're you're waiting, sometimes that's really the best because it gives you the opportunity not only to improve the soil, but also to pick the varieties that you want to grow that are the best ones. I'm staring at my time. My project this afternoon, um, I'm going to be moving a, a baker's rack next to my back door. My, my herb garden, kitchen garden has kind of gotten crazy it's gone it's all over the place so i'm going to try and consolidate part of it by the back door and that means i have to move some other things around yes that's right the onion world mhm but see they're all in containers so i can do that and it's not as big of a problem i will want i want to talk to you about pruning just for a moment um because this is the time when Everybody just goes pruning crazy if they're going to, and sometimes it's a good idea and sometimes it's not. But if you if you are in a position to prevent the shrubs in front of the school being cut off before they can bloom, for example, please please put that word in. Just say, not yet, not yet. Um, I drove by a school that I, I love here, and, and there were plants out in front that I know could bloom in about three weeks. You know, it's loripetalums, and, and there's some azaleas, but they've all just now recently been boxed off. <laughs> and that's a problem, so they're not going to have a chance to bloom. I wish that you'd give them that opportunity. It would be, it would be prettier, be nicer. Alvin now wants to know what's the potting mix for potatoes in buckets. I'll tell you the truth. I'm, I did this, and I do this many times, because I always end up with some containers that have dead plants in them, or I have a pile of soil that I never did get to the compost mix when I dug up a bed or something. So I take old dirt, and I take rotted leaves, and I take fertilizer, and I mix them together. And that's literally what I grow potatoes in, because I grow them in a container, 
and they've got to have good drainage, they've got to have good air circulation, and I have to be able to put them in the bottom and then let them start being filled up as they grow. But I use a combination of old leaves and old potting soil and some new fertilizer, okay? All right, stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. So pure, the morning too. The railroad love, it's Friday too. So I they talk and say, come on, what killed me, baby? Due to the coronavirus, everyone has been asked to practice safe distancing from each other. The propane industry has been classified as essential workers, so we will continue to service our customers. In most cases, only essential work is being performed, such as gas deliveries. For the safety of our workers, we are asking you to check your propane gauges and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reads 30%. Rules and regulations require the propane professional to leak test your system and put your propane appliances back into service. The only way this can be done is for our employees to enter your home. With the coronavirus, it is not safe to have outside people entering your home, and currently our employees do not feel comfortable entering homes. A time could come when we are not allowed to enter homes, so please check your tank and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reaches 30%. From all the members of the Mississippi Propane Gas Association, stay safe and God bless. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. Basketball is mayhem. Then you're going to think the deals and selection we have at Mazda of Jackson are insane. You will save big with low monthly payments on our amazing selection of cars, SUVs, and crossovers. Wait now. Get 0% financing on most new 2021 Mazdas in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Credit issues are a thing of the past, as our credit team works harder than anyone else to get you approved. That's what I call a slam dunk. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. So get here today to grab your deal, because it is complete mayhem. And it won't last long. Three, two, one. At Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. CX-5 stock number 4936, 3 stock number 4846 with approved credit on select models. Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today. 
This hour of weekend gardening is brought to you locally in part by The Tractor Store, your Mahindra dealer on Highway 49 South in Richland. The Tractor Store is proud to sell Mahindra, the world's number one tractor. The Tractor Store, your farm and lawn equipment destination. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. There's nothing quite like a little harmonica music on a Saturday morning to get you up and going, get you out in the garden. I hope you're dancing. You better be. Even if you're sitting down, you can dance, you know. Yes, indeed. I do. All the time. <laughs> Welcome in. And that piece of advice is brought to you by me, your garden mama. <laughs> hey, listen. Everybody's been waiting and wanting to know, so I got to tell you, March the 19th to the 21st, the Garden Extravaganza returns to Jackson to the trademark. Yes, indeed. All right. Now you know. Mark your calendar. Gather up your funds. Get your truck. <laughs> Always a good time. Lots and lots of plants, lots of people, lots of things to talk to and about. Um, it's going to be really, really wonderful. The good heavens. I'm getting pictures here on the text line that are pretty fascinating. I like that frozen. Uh, that's neat. <laughs> My goodness, the visages. What's going on in Sumner today? Hmm, something or another. Any rate, 888-808-8637 is the Super Talk call line. That is available to you, of course, on Saturdays when I am here. And I am Garden Mama. 601-879-4395. That is the text line. Thank you very much to C Spire for that. And, of course, I love seeing your pictures. I love hearing what you're up to. And I don't mind if you compliment me. I like that. That's okay. You can yell at me, too, but I probably will ignore that. This is the only two hours a week that I get to be on the microphone. So, of course, that's what I'm going to talk about is the good things. We do have to choose kindness. We have to choose to be patient. We have to choose to persevere. These are not things that are going to just happen. You have to make up your mind when you plant a seed, you're going to watch it grow, right? That's what we're doing here. And I'm happy to say there'll be a lot of opportunities for that. I have had my first vaccination. I have an appointment for my second one. And I look forward to being at Buds and Blooms in April. Hey, y'all. They have, you know, they have workshops every Saturday there in the springtime. Just a delightful, delightful garden center in Wesson. I'll be there in April. And I'm hoping, I'm thinking I might even make it to the Delta in, in May and Maybe, I don't know. Come on, y'all. Invite me to Tupelo for June. <laughs> Garden Mama wants to get out and about. Now, that is to say, I will still be wearing a mask, So, because you know that. It's pollen season. I do that anyway. 
I have to protect my voice. And you may want to think about that, too. Speaking of learning things, what have we learned? Hmm, we've learned a lot of stuff, but guess what? My whole point of view that says we got to learn something new every day, whether it's heterotrophic mistletoe or some other thing that we didn't know already, might be a word, might be a way, might be a thing. In this particular case, being exposed to new experiences can help to stop that hardening that happens in our brains. Now, I don't mean that our brains get, you know, like rock hard, but our pathways are not as flexible. If you're over 30 years old, you know this. If you're over 60 years old, you really know this. If you're over 80 years old, you sure know this, or you, somebody needs to tell you, if you don't, that we don't think the same ways. I'll tell you something else. If you are a person who has consumed alcohol on a regular and consistent basis for many years, you don't think the same either. The brain changes. Everything that we do, just like you are what you eat, Everything you do affects all of these parts of your body, including your brain. So here's the good, good news from the National Institutes of Mental Health. We're understanding that we can indeed help some of that soften up. We can help the hippocampus and the prefrontal cortex stay flexible by continually learning new things. This study rather was published in Nature. The ability to flexibly learn, okay, I, I always think about uh, one of the <laughs> – this is going to sound terrible – but I always think about when you get a new GPS in your phone and all of a sudden everything seems foreign. Well, it's just a new map. You just got to learn to read it. Every map you ever get is not the same either, and though you may want to think that it is, it's not. But understanding the way your brain absorbs new information, particularly of this sort of directional go this way, go that way, gives you a great opportunity in, uh, to understand better, and it gives the people who study it the opportunity to figure out how come it stops, okay? Because that's what we really want to do. We want to understand how we can get more information to continually be part of our learning process. Joel, let's see, where is Joel? Um, in Oh, he's in Brooklyn. What kind of fertilizer do I use on blueberries and mayhaws? Well, either, either one of those things can be grown with a complete formula organic fertilizer made for fruiting plants. Um, Dr. Dirt makes one. There's a bunch of different brands that make that. But if you are using conventionals, you're going to want to get one that is acid-producing for the blueberries. The mayhaws are, are native to this part of the world. They don't need enhanced, but they could certainly benefit from it. What you're looking for is fruit tree food or fruit plant food, but make sure that if you buy something for the blueberries specifically, that you're getting something that has either an organic aspect to it or that has an acid soil pH. All right, an acid-forming element to it. There are a lot of different things that can do that. Uh, but they're, they're all, they're, there's a lot of good fertilizers out there. Oftentimes the biggest difference is in whether you use one or whether you don't. If you're going to use organic fertilizers, that is to say naturally sourced products that, that are fertilizers, then you need to understand that they work more slowly and they probably persist longer in the soil. So it's a trade-off. Something else there. Um, let's see. <laughs> I, I don't know who this is, but I will say that it's uh, 
Harry and Hernando, because we don't know who it is. How do you keep the fire ants from getting in the dirt stash? She says, I, I, he, or he, she says, I do keep my, my old dirt, or at least I try to. Um, the thing is turning it. It's just like any other kind of compost or any other thing. And when the fire ants get in it, you've got to have something handy that's going to help you keep them out. First of all, um, they don't like blood meal. So if you keep a bag of blood meal around and mix that in as you are mixing up this old dirt, that's going to be a fertilizer source, but it's also going to be something that suppresses the fire ants. Um, it, sometimes people will say that they, they left that container over there and forgot about it and the fire ants got all up in it. And sometimes the only answer really is just to put the container into a plastic bag with the fire ants in it and leave it there for a period of time because they, they won't be able to continue if it's just a couple of them. If it's a whole nest of them, then that's something different. You need to dispose of it in a different way. But the question is always, why did they get into this? They're, they're looking for a place that is dark and has water enough in it, but isn't going to give them exposure to the other sorts of predators and, and dangerous elements in the environment for them. And they're going to try and form a mound. So that's why, they get, that's why they'll get into your dirt. You've cultivated it for them. It works out real easily. <laughs> they have one less step that they have to take. Okay, so if you if you're not turning the soils, if you I'll take the containers and pile them up, but after a little while, I do dump them into something else and turn them a little bit, put in a little blood meal just in case there's a problem with it, and it doesn't hurt to kind of perk up the soil a little bit with that too. Okay. Oh my goodness, um, John's paintings today are just killing me. They're just beautiful. And that mean that in the absolute best way. <laughs> I'm glad to tell you the ice is melted, folks. We're going to have to step aside, but we got a long way to go today with your phone calls, your texts, and a whole lot more weekend gardening. feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. Confidence, peace of mind, a way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com business. Feel like you're going broke paying for CBD? Check out GenPopCBD.com. We offer premium CBD for about half the price of the leading brand. But today, you can get it for free. That's right, free. 
In the next hour, GenPop CBD will be giving away 100 bottles of our top-selling premium CBD roll-on. This is a full-size, full-strength bottle, a $30 value, yours absolutely free. No credit card is needed. We'll even pay for the shipping. Limit one bottle per household. To get your free CBD roll-on, go to GenPopCBD.com and keep listening to this station. When you hear the special discount code, enter it in at checkout to get your free bottle. That's G-E-N-P-O-P-C-B-D dot com. Stay tuned. That discount code for GenPopCBD.com is coming up soon. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Word came Wednesday of a possible new threat to the U.S. Capitol. Fortunately, nothing happened. Former Congressman Greg Harper, who was there on January 6th when protesters stormed the Capitol, shared his experience. They came in, locked all the doors, did uh, did all of that. You could tell it was, you know, you heard some breaking of glass and things like that. They got us out, got us over to the Rayburn building, then to the Longworth building. And then I made my way to an office in the back and uh, actually was with Congressman Michael Guest. And the second time that... Uh, Fox News announced where our secure location was, we decided it was time to go somewhere else. And last year, Mississippi's prison system was overrun by gang violence. Under the leadership of new Corrections Commissioner Burl Kane, progress is being made. We've moved out about 30 gang leaders to different states and let them live there for a while, pretty good long while. And so we're kind of cutting the head off the snake. He's still wiggling, though. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. Being a gopher, I like to dig. That's what us gophers were born to do, along with eating plants, taunting groundskeepers, and listening to bluegrass music. And I especially enjoy digging around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and I get a headache. Ouch! After all, they're hard to miss since they can be buried anywhere. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. Makes me shaking my paws just thinking about it. You can avoid all of this by calling 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. Calling 811 will help protect your property, and more importantly, you. It's free, and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. Despite the lifting of statewide restrictions, State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs explains new public health guidelines for those in at-risk populations. Please get vaccinated before you do any mass gathering, including church, funerals, sporting events, weddings. Get vaccinated, get protected. And there was welcome news for Hattiesburg this week. The unemployment rate for the Hattiesburg Metropolitan Statistical Area is close to its pre-pandemic rate. It currently sits at 5.2%. That's not the 4.2% rate seen before COVID, but it's a huge improvement from the almost 13% rate experienced in April of last year. And January 17th marked the 30th anniversary of the beginning of Operation Desert Storm, and there's an effort in D.C. to designate a day each year to honor the vets who served. Congressman Stephen Palazzo and Jerry McNerney have introduced a resolution to designate February 28th as Desert Storm Veterans Day. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. 
From Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. The final regular season Saturday for SEC men's basketball is today. Mississippi State is at Auburn with a noon tip-off, 11.30 airtime on the MSU Basketball Network. The Vanderbilt Commodores are at Ole Miss to take on the Rebels in the Pavilion. The 6 o'clock tip tonight, 5.30 airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network. The other action in the Southeastern Conference basketball today, South Carolina is at Kentucky. Alabama, who has clinched the top spot, is at Georgia. LSU is at Missouri. Texas A&M is at Arkansas. The SEC men's basketball tournament gets started on Wednesday with one game and then a full slate of games on Thursday where we expect to see Mississippi State and Ole Miss in battle at some time. That will be determined on today's activity. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Confidence. Peace of mind. A way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com business. If you're building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. Southeastern Conference Commissioner Greg Sankey this week announced that the SEC is preparing to play the 2021 football season as scheduled and as planned. He shared his thoughts on a range of subjects in advance of Southeastern Conference men's basketball tournament, which gets underway this week in Nashville on March the 10th. While basketball was the primary focus, the commissioner looked ahead six months to the beginning of the 2021 football season. 13 of the 14 Southeastern Conference teams have season-opening games scheduled for September the 4th, while Ole Miss is slated to play Louisville on September the 6th in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game in Atlanta. He indicated it is possible the coming season could be affected in similar ways to the 2020 season. The SEC shifted to an all-conference schedule and did not start until September 26th last season. Some games were postponed due to COVID-19 cases and contact tracing within the programs. Four teams only played nine of the ten scheduled games. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Woo-wee. It's about to be pedal to the metal around here for springtime. We're not there yet, though. We're not there yet. Still got a lot of chores to do to get ready for it, however. Let's see if Doug was able to hang on through all that news and whatnot. Doug, are you still with us from West Point? Yes, ma'am. Hey, Doug, thanks for hanging on. What's going on with your fruit trees? Um, I planted three apple trees, and I planted them about 15 feet 
away from a bunch of pine trees. And a fella told me that they would taste like pine, that they would take that pine up into the apple. I'd be real surprised if that was true. Now, if you told me you had planted them within that distance of cedar trees, we would have had to have had a discussion about cedar-apple rust, which goes back and forth between apple trees and cedar trees and causes a mess on the apples. But... I'm. They won't. They won't take up that. I'm not aware of that. I'm not aware of that. Oh, okay. I'm. I open it up here, though. You know, everybody can tell me what they think, but I don't think that's going to happen. Thank you so much for calling today. I appreciate that. Um, Pine trees. Hmm. Nope. Not that I'm searching my mental thought banks, and I don't have that one. (laughs) I don't have that one. Um, let's see. Joe's Joe put Joe's got some lovely Christmas cactus, and uh, they're not blooming right now. They but they really shouldn't be. They 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 bloom a little bit in odd seasons, as everybody tells us. But he says they're in indirect light, and I'm thinking if you know what what you need to know, Joe, is that they'll be really happy on a porch all summer. And they do need fertilizer monthly from now through August. So mix some water up, mix some fertilizer into your water, and water them once a month with that between now and August, and you'll have plants that are ready to then be forced into flower, well, coaxed into flower. (laughs) We don't want to force them. We want to encourage them. Let's see. um, I I don't know when the replay is, but I know that you can find it at supertalk.fm. They have program listings. I believe it is Sunday afternoon, but I don't know. I don't know when. I don't have the day for it, but yeah. there's there's plenty of ways that you can listen. You want me to read these off Please, again? Please, I was going to say Joe wants to know, so just tell everybody. All right, if you want to listen to the show, you can listen to us live here on the radio on Saturday mornings. Uh, you can find us at supertalk.fm forward slash listen. Uh, this is where you can find us on demand, so if you want to go back and re-listen to a show, you can go to supertalk.fm forward slash gardenmama. That's where you will find the on-demand shows. Uh, if you've got Alexa or other smart devices at your home, you can say Alexa enable Supertalk Mississippi skill, and then uh, you can ask Alexa to play Supertalk Mississippi and you can get us there. If you would like to watch us, you can go to supertalk.fm forward slash watch and you can find us there. And if you've got Seaspire Spire T- uh, TV, you can find us on channel 70. Or if you've got Roku, Amazon Fire TV, you can also find us on those devices. Well, how about that? So, hey, y'all, there we all are. <laughs> Let's see. Good question, but I don't know if I know the answer. Robert's in Hattiesburg. Um, Five-foot-tall plant, five bell-shaped flowers, burnt orange color. If they hang upside down, it's angel trumpet. If they're facing forward, like you could walk up and look into the flower without laying down on the ground you know, to look at it, Maybe pomegranate, flowering pomegranate, which is a different shade of orange, but would be about five feet tall on a, a, a shrub or something. I'm I'm not really sure. It always helps to send a picture. How about that? Now, talking about stuff, but I promised I would talk to you about memory, and then I forgot. So how's that? Does that fit into everybody's idea? Well, sure it does. In, we've never heard this before. This is the new fact for today. Memory is really important because I wanted you to know this. But making smarter decisions comes from what we already know. Okay? For example, 
There's some research out right now tells us that that first quick decision can be the right one, but it might not be. You know, how to decide which of your decisions to use, which of your, your instincts to use. But the Max Planck Institute for Dynamics and Self-Organization and the Tech University of Munich are now letting, telling us something that I would have thought was the basis of a science fiction movie. Okay? I really would. The slime mold, our friend Fusarium polycephalum, we, we hear about slime mold a lot in this world. It saves memories even though it has no nervous system. What? Mm-hmm. That's right. This has this gives it the advantage in seeking food, avoiding harm, you know, the basic things that you would think you would do that, that memory would do for you would be to tell you, for example, in my case, what shelf the cereal is on, you know, without turning on the light, <laughs> or some of those things, where the coffee pot is, you know, those sorts of things. That Those are things that we remember that it's a good thing we remember, okay? And, that, and it's also fascinating that this thing doesn't have any nervous system, and it can remember this stuff and take advantage of it. That really opens up a world of other topics, obviously, that they're going to have to research because now we need to know why and how and all of that. Because we also have a study that tells us that as people, we really, it takes so much stuff to put our memory together that we are we may need to use Things like brain stimulation, in this case a physical brain stimulation, but I like to think of it in other ways too, like you know, reading and um, interesting conversations and all those things can, can stimulate your brain and help with your memory. All right? You might remember, for example, that you ate cereal for breakfast but not what shelf it was on or not what color the bowl was or, or whether you picked up, you know, the... Um, the big spoon or the little one. You, you may not remember those things, but you remember the ones that are important, and that is that you had the cereal. Now, how else do we, we – we have other kinds of memory. We've got memory from things that have no nervous system. We've got memory from things that clearly do. That's us. But how does all of that affect us as human beings? Well, our naps are controversial, in case you didn't know that. Some people feel like their memory depends on their ability to sleep and bring it forward. In other words, to, to get that stuff to rest, to fall in from short-term memory to long-term memory and come forward. But the folks at Massachusetts General Hospital are letting us know that it's actually genetic, like so many other things. Whether or not we tend to nap or whether we nap successfully is actually genetic in in untangling those things part of what you understand of course and part of what they're learning is that it is the length of the nap and the regularity of it that sometimes makes the biggest difference when it comes to sleep though sleep is actually the the overnight sort of sleep or over day if you work at night the the neurons that are activated in that particular part in that actually are going on in your head at that time it's so busy. That's where all of those memories are getting plugged in. That's how this research is from uh, the University of Michigan. The stimulus that your neurons are working on are the things that you saw, lived, did when you were awake. And we need this time, as they're expressing in a study in Nature Communications, we need this time to both 
put good memories into practice, but also to deal with the ones that are more fearful and to understand what how they fit in together into your head and also, frankly, how things keep humming because you got all that stuff floating around, you still got to get up in the morning and start thinking again. So they now have the tools to genetically tag cells that are activated during a specific window in time, okay? And that allows them to understand how the memories move from here to there, whether they're good ones or bad ones. I love that we've got so much information. There's so much visual stimulus in this world. And yet we have to go to sleep to process a lot of it. I think that's delightful. Good, good stuff. Wonderful things to know. Wonderful things really to understand um, in our world about how we, how we get here, how we figure things out. Um, okay, I don't know who this is, and, and I disagree with you, so I won't argue because I don't know who you are. <laughs> Perception. Well, no, never mind. I'm not going to argue that. Anyway. What are you getting ready to plant? How do you feel about what you're getting ready to plant? In other words, um, there, there was a person this week that, that wrote me a note and said, this is the most exciting part of the year to me. In March, I always think that I can grow anything. Well, that's true. We do tend to feel that way. Uh, Marge Piercy wrote, um, she was a woman who wrote the book, um, Woman on the Edge of Time. If you're a science fiction person, you know that one. You might know her more more popular one, he, dot, he period, she period, it period, and it won the Arthur Clarke Award. But she, she wrote this. She's also a poet. She wrote this in a poem that I just love. Hope sleeps in our bones like a bear waiting for spring to rise and walk. Now, if it's a poem, you interpret it your way, right? So is it, is it that the bear is waiting for spring so the bear can rise and walk or spring can rise and walk? Hmm, or hope can rise and walk. I tend to think it's all of those things. And in our case, we're having the opportunity now to get ready for all of that. And of course, it's going to get silly hot too soon. So you have to do get you have to get busy and do what you want to do, particularly if you have things that you want to plant. Um, I was real interested to hear. Speaking of hot, this is the opposite of that. I have a friend um, who now lives in the tropics. But at one point in her life, she married and lived for 30 years in permafrost, far, far, far north. And I remember getting a letter from her and later a phone call, what do I do with this stuff? And my answer to her was, I have no idea. (laughs) I'm a horticulturist, but I've never been there. I say, garden inside in containers. And she did do a lot of that. But she learned how to understand the thaw rates at their place. They had a farm. They did beautifully well. It was a wonderful experience. However, when we get into the part where there's trees as opposed to the fields, how do we know how deep that permafrost permafrost even is? And how do we measure it? And how do we therefore work with it? Because good grief, that's a lot to contend with. University of Alaska and uh, researchers from Germany have been using satellite in, in images, excuse me, to measure not just the concentration of the trees, which is what they were able to count from airplanes, you know, were concentrated areas, but now because of the ability of drones to get even closer in, we can now measure the depth of the thaw directly and pretty exactly in these boreal, in these wooded areas of permafrost. It's crazy. Um, They're not having to look through them 
they're actually measuring the color of the trees, and that tells them what they need to know. How cool is that? Sit, literally sit in and watch the, let the drone do the work, and then you go out and pay attention to it and see what happened. Tell you something else about things that we grow. I found interesting today, the University of Heidelberg um, has led me to make a pledge that you may want to take with me when you hear what I have to say. Um, I'm going to only eat rice grown in the Mississippi or Louisiana deltas because I know that we test things here. Do you know that when they test things, and this is, not a, this is absolutely not a statement about the part of the world, it's a statement about how soil is used. Many of the soils that we now use to grow rice in other parts of the world have been previously contaminated. We understand that one of the things we always have to watch out for in rice growing, and yes, that's not new, is the presence of arsenic in the rice grains because the plant can take it up. Okay, But we've never before had the problem that they are having now in some parts of Asia where there's so much arsenic that they're actually the rice is actually dying. The plants are dying. So that takes, it, takes the whole thing to a different level and has caused them to do this research on 4,000 variants of rice, which they've now found some that can grow through the arsenic and not translate to the grain. That's why I'm telling you, I know we take care of these things in our part of the world, and I'm going to be just a little bit of a geographic bigot and tell you that I'm not going to eat rice that I can't say for sure comes from either the Mississippi Delta or my friends in the in the south, southern part of Louisiana, who, by the way, grow the best popcorn rice. Delta, I love you. I love you. I love your brown rice better. But, oh, my goodness, as a connoisseur of these grains, I've never understood why we went, why everybody jumped off the bridge, as far as I'm concerned, and went off into couscous and quinoa. Those are fine. But we literally have a rice that can satisfy all of those nutritive and all of those delicious tastes. So there you go. That's my rice commercial. And no, they don't pay me to say that. <laughs> they don't have to. I grew up on rice, and so did my children. <laughs> Where do you go to get local rice like that? Well, the good news is you can just read the labels, because just about every supermarket has 12 or 15 different kinds of rice in them, and on the back it'll tell you where it was packaged and where it was grown. And um, I have to say that it's I'm, I'm, I'm going to start calling out brand names here in a minute, but it's not hard. You, okay. It's another case, you know, and I do I do read everything, but you do have to read. I read a lot of the labels mm -hmm. just because my wife is more health conscious than I am, and so I try and, you know, find... You're trying to make points, and that's good yeah. because it'll keep you healthy, too. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, read the I, I, I'm all about what you're saying. Turn it I over think. and read the label, yeah. and you'll know. And that's, that's literally, I mean, as long as we still have truth in labeling, <laughs> we're in good shape. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um what's Ken doing? How to plant how deep to plant spider lily bulbs? He's planted a lot, but um do the main bulbs shoot off of the main bulb? Do they need to be removed and replanted? No, they don't have to be replanted. You can plant them in their groups. Um spider lilies though do not need to be more than an inch below the soil surface at all. Um Brett's, Brett's in Ridgeland, he's calling out the brand names for us. Yes, that is correct. Um, that's the best one. It's and I'm okay. I'll give them a plug. Cajun Country Rice in Crowley 
Hello, Martha. My friends there, um, they make Louisiana-grown popcorn rice, and it's really good. And their long-grain rice is really good, too. But I'm telling you, that that popcorn rice is something. Our friends at the at Delta Feed, um, I'll get all that. I'll, I'll have to give everybody equal time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. John's talking about um, a living wall. We'll talk about that coming back. And... Um, Let's see. Greg's got. Greg doesn't. You need to need a rice cooker, Greg. That you don't have to stay with that one at all. You just turn it on. <laughs> more to talk about on rice and many, many more subjects of food, the things we grow, the things we eat, the things we like. This is weekend gardening. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with your construction site. We have many different options such as portable toilets, handicap units, hand washers, eye washers, and also roll-off dumpsters. When you gotta go, please call Gotta Go, 601-879-3969. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. Feel like you're going broke paying for CBD? Check out GenPopCBD.com. We offer premium CBD for about half the price of the leading brand. But today, you can get it for free. That's right, free. In the next hour, GenPop CBD will be giving away 100 bottles of our top-selling premium CBD roll-on. This is a full-size, full-strength bottle, a $30 value. Yours absolutely free. No credit card is needed. We'll even pay for the shipping. Limit one bottle per household. To get your free CBD roll-on, go to GenPopCBD.com and keep listening to this station. When you hear the special discount code, enter it in at checkout to get your free bottle. That's G-E-N-P-O-P-C-B-D dot com. Stay tuned. 
That discount code for GenPopCBD.com is coming up soon. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. It's Delta Blues Rice. That's the one that I really like, the brown rice. It's delicious. But they do a bunch of other stuff. Y'all go check them out. Um, they're talking about <laughs> talking about rice today for some reason, because we all like it. But another good question coming in on the C Spire text line from Mike. Um, when can I harvest wild garlic? Well, here's the thing. Depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for the bulbs, you're going to need to wait till the greens have kind of gone a little bit. But if you're trying to harvest garlic greens, then as soon as they get to be four inches tall, you can start pulling them, and you won't disturb the bulbs. I mean, cutting them, not pulling them. You won't disturb the bulbs. If you're trying to start them somewhere else, I would say as soon as you see them sprout, go out and dig them up, and then you'll be able to move them to another place to plant. Okay? All right. All right. Very good. 888 808 is the Super Talk call line and 601-879-4395. Coming up March 19th to the 21st will be the Garden Extravaganza at Trademart in Jackson. Um, and then there's, there's an awful lot of things that are going to be going on, and we'll let you know about them as they come along. You can also, of course, come with me uh, at patreon.com slash gardenmama. You can also subscribe to my newsletter. There's just so many ways to get in touch with me and find out what's going on in Garden Mama world. The Garden Mama community is a very vibrant place with a lot of smart people, a lot of good information. We had our first um, group Zoom last Saturday, and it was a lot of fun. We're going to be having more and more of those. We'll have one every month for the whole group. And, of course, if you are a person getting individual consults from me, I'll be Zooming into your house or into your yard wherever it is you decide you want to be zooming. Um, we're going to be, things are going to be different. 
And guess what? It is going to allow for a more personalized approach. And, of course, always taking your questions, making sure that I'm getting the information out there, first and foremost, here on the radio program, then the newsletter, the Patreon, the Facebook group, anywhere else, the grocery store, you know, wherever you run into me. I'm happy to say that happens. Um, let me see. Is it time, Andrea's in Madison, is it time to cut the mock orange and butterfly bush back a little bit? Or will it mess up the blooms? In the case of butterfly bush, if it's a budlia, you can cut it back because it blooms on new wood. It'll bloom on what it grows this year. However, the mock orange, which might be Philadelphus or might be Pittosporum, both of those are called mock orange, um, and, and both of those bloom on last year's growth. So don't, don't prune that one. But it's okay to go ahead and prune butterfly bushes. And in fact, too, too seldom, too often we forget to do that. And we end up with this kind of a thickety-looking thing with four or five flowers on it when we could actually have a much bigger um, flower show on that plant. Doesn't take a lot of pruning. Just cut it back a little bit and neaten it up some. You'll be glad that you did. And mock orange, of course, um, it's just funny that we have plants that have two names that are so the same name that are so very, very different. But Philadelphus is the one that has uh, white flowers and kind of like a dogwood, sort of. Um, Pittosporum, of course, has evergreen foliage and oftentimes has white around the edges of the leaves, which are shaped like spades. So it's a different plant altogether. Bill's on the Gulf Coast. Let's talk about, oops, bell peppers and grubs. I hope they're not in the same place. What's going on, Bill? Well, I've uh, tilted up my garden and I've noticed, and uh, I've got some things planted already. i got Two bell pepper plants planted. You know, it's 62 degrees right here where I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm about uh, two miles from the Gulf of Mexico, mm-hmm. Zone 9. Like I said, I everybody got, in Zone uh, 9 is rocking. <laughs> We're all jealous. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm putting out six tomato plants today. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, while I'm sitting on my ground here, I'm seeing uh, some uh, white grubs-looking things. Mm-hmm. About, with an orange-looking head and a few snails. And uh, what do I need to do about those things? The more you can remove, the better, because it's in the area where you're going to grow food. So I don't want you to start trying to treat the soil. But the more you can remove, the better. Okay, because, yeah, I'm a a 100% organic gardener. Mm -hmm. I don't use anything but, you know, soap or insecticide soap or neem oil and stuff like that. Right. Those are the same things uh, I use. Yeah, oh, you're good. Mm-hmm. I listen to your program every day. <laughs> Thank you. What are those so, grubs? Uh, depends on which ones. The uh, ones with the orange head, or maybe it just depends. But gotcha. but the point well, is, if, also, it, are they chewing on the roots of your weeds that are there, or are they just resting? You know, uh, I didn't have weeds because at the end of the growing season, mm-hmm. when I picked everything I had and mm-hmm. I put oak tree leaves, and pine straw. Now, I've got 4 by 12 raised beds, so it's mm-hmm. very easy. So they're just resting. Raised beds up yeah. with pine straw and oak trees, I have no weeds. Yeah, no so they're, they're resting. So literally get them out. The better you can rake out, the better. And and frankly, you're, you know, you're in my world. I'm my, I hope my son's not listening because he's so embarrassed when I tell this story. But I, their first way of making money as children was by picking up slugs and putting them into a bucket to get them out of my okay. garden. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he so, didn't last uh, long, I'm, but didn't. <laughs> so I'm also planting uh, marigolds and uh, and garlic pods and uh, uh, what's the little green plant that smells so good? Uh, Basil. Basil. Yes. I don't know. I'm guessing. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm 75, so I'm, I'll listen to your memory thing while I go. Welcome to my world. I, I know where you're, <laughs> yeah, I know where you're dealing with this. I'm 75, and I, and I just bought those things just about an hour ago, the marigolds and the, and the, uh, and, and the uh, thigh uh, stuff. So anyway, I'm going to plant those. But I was going to share this with you. I've got one 12-foot row of pole beans, and then I've got another 12-foot row that I'm going to plant today. I planted my 12-foot row two weeks ago, February the 20th. Well, actually, February 21st. They're about three and a half inches tall right now. And it looked like every seed came up, so I'm fixing to start thinning them out today. And that is so the joy of Zone now. 9. <laughs> What's that now? That is the joy of Zone 9. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. So, and I've got, and I went ahead and planted a late crop of uh, collards and a late crop of uh of uh, cabbage, but I didn't don't know about the cabbage. But the collards are doing really, really well. Yeah, you'll be anyway, able to. You'll uh, be able to as soon as long as you pick them before your your temperature in the days gets up into the middle eighties. Those collards will be fine. Yeah, I, I pick my. I pick everything way half the size of everybody else. That's because you know, you're you go smart. To a grocery store, and those <laughs> collard leaves are bigger than five gallon bucks. <laughs> I, I wouldn't eat those. <laughs> well, you can, but they t- you can, but they take a long time to cook. Let me tell you. <laughs> Thank That's you, Bill. Right. But what? I just cut them with scissors, like you said one time. I yeah. cut them with scissors, and they keep growing. Cut and grow. Yeah, they keep cut growing. We've just so anyway. that's one that's the other one. See, I'm like I'm like kale. I am like about like I am about quinoa. Okay, kale's wonderful, but guess what? You can do all that with collards, and we just nobody we didn't get the right PR behind us. You know, everybody thinks they're southern and weird, and they're not. <laughs> well, I know everybody. Yeah, Bobby, you know, I've, I've been I've been a southerner for seventy five years. August the 4th, I've been here 76, so I'm all about college. <laughs> That's wonderful. Congratulations. Happy, happy spring. Thank you, sir. Oh, well, Good to hear you. from Same you. to you. And I, I wish you was in zone 9 with me. We'd have them all today. I tell you what, today would be a good day. Thank you, Bill. Take care. I spent every summer of my childhood in Gulfport, and I never knew what how wonderful it was. <laughs> I just always thought it was that wonderful everywhere all the time. Ken asks about mock orange. Does that mean it doesn't get an orange? That's exactly right. It means you don't get an orange. They just smell like oranges. The flowers on Philadelphus and the flowers on um, Pittosporum both have a, a citrusy, orangey scent, and that's why they're called mock orange as opposed to actual oranges. Um Good news. The grubs make great fish bait. Yes, that's true. Those those are all true things today, kids. That's great. <laughs> Y'all are telling me some smart stuff. And I agree with you, so that makes it even better. Um, had a letter from someone asking if the, the, the when the, the Bradford pear had cracked and fallen in half, okay, so she had four of them. She wanted to replant one of them. Instead, she wanted to put in a Grancy Graybeard. It's that's a good choice. It's going to be a different looking tree, obviously, but I love Grancy Graybeards. The white fringe trees are just beautiful, so I'm I'm not going to disagree with that at all. Let's see. Um, Phil's in Long Beach about wondering about weed killers 
and weed and feeds. It's two different products. There's weed killers for lawns, herbicide products that can be used on grasses, and there's also herbicide and fertilizer combination products. Both are controversial in their own way, but there's you know there, there's there's certainly there's a world of products in both of those. Um, just go to the go to the local biggest local garden center and talk to someone there that knows about lawns and weeds and they'll help you with that. That's a very popular subject at this time of the year. And even the question of when to use and whether to use, I'm I fall down on the edge of waiting until green up. But for example, in Long Beach, your your lawn may not have ever actually gone brown. So when do you do these things? Well. That's when I tell you, kind of look around and see what your neighbors are doing, especially the ones that have been there for a long time. It still is true that we can push lawns too hard, um, and we don't want to do that. Um, we don't want to do that. Um, let's see. Ken in Fernwood wants to know about how to cook the kale and not make it tough. Uh, it has as much to do with the kale itself. It has to do with getting smaller leaves. That's why we grow them, so we can cook them when they're smaller and tenderer. But when you buy the big old bunch of kale or someone gives it to you because they they love you, then you do the same as you do with collards. You're going to slice it as thin as possible, and you're going to cook it low and slow. I know y'all are going to boil your collards. I'm not going to do that. Low and slow because I don't put meat in them. Ah! What? She doesn't? No, I don't. <laughs> so I'm going to cook them low and slow and just barely simmer for until I like the way they taste. Put in some salt, add some cayenne pepper, put in some pepper pepper, maybe a little garlic, maybe a little onion. It just depends on what I, how I feel like they need to be added to. Some days they're just fine by themselves. Um, let's see. Broccoli sprouts in Canton. No, hurry up, David. You're in good shape, but hurry up. If you've got them sprouted already, get them out there. Um, if you were if you were going to ask me about planting broccoli from seed in Canton right now, I'd say it's kind of a push. But if they're already sprouted, then what you need is about two months to get a broccoli out of that. And with this much of March and all of April, you probably will. The good news is that you probably will. You can also, if you if you're just looking for something to plant that you love, um, everybody loves radishes. And I think if you're trying to get your kids interested in gardening and they've not ever grown anything by seed, radish is a great place to start because you can literally grow it on the edge of the flower bed. You can grow it in a container. You can just about grow it in anywhere there's any dirt at all. And they'll come up and they'll grow and they'll, they'll well, the kid will be hooked. Let's put it that way. Get them started on that. It's a wonderful thing. I'm um, talking about John's living wall. Um, you know, it's interesting, John. There's some choices that I'm just not sure how to suggest to you what to do. Because here's, here's what it is. The living wall to cover one side of a 25 by 25 shop so that you can't see it from the road. It's under a big oak and a couple of big pines, so it's shaded all the time. Um, Leland Cypress, Eliagnus. Leland Cypress, no. Eliagnus, Okay. Those are going to be fat and thick and almost impenetrable. Um, if you were interested in Leland cypress, I would say pencil cypress, but even that can't really grow in that much shade. So what you're looking for are evergreen plants that can grow in shade that will also be barriers. And depending on how tall it needs to be, 
if if you can handle um, you know five or six feet tall, it's a lot easier than if you need twenty. So Eliagnus is one of those things. It's going to be five or six feet tall. You can also get really just about any evergreen shrub and plant them a little bit closer together. And I'm thinking here in terms of clay eras and things that can can tolerate a certain amount of shade without losing all their leaves or without failing to grow. So that's really your more difficult thing, the difficult consideration is the the amount of shade that you have. But evergreens can grow there, ligustrum can grow there. It's really going to be a matter of planting a little closer together and doing some intense growing. That is to say, fertilizing them and pruning them annually so you can just keep it thick and at the height you want. Shade's going to be the limiting factor, and if you feel like the trees are going to compete, you may want to put down soaker hoses, too, okay? It's not an easy place. Um, I'll think about it some more, but I've been thinking about it since you sent that, and I've got to tell you, that's a tough one. All right? All right now. Shady or evergreen shrubs. You got some ideas? Send them to us. This is Weekend Gardening. Due to the coronavirus, everyone has been asked to practice safe distancing from each other. The propane industry has been classified as essential workers, so we will continue to service our customers. In most cases, only essential work is being performed, such as gas deliveries. For the safety of our workers, we are asking you to check your propane gauges and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reads 30%. Rules and regulations require the propane professional to leak test your system and put your propane appliances back into service. The only way this can be done is for our employees to enter your home. With the coronavirus, it is not safe to have outside people entering your home, and currently our employees do not feel comfortable entering homes. A time could come when we are not allowed to enter homes, so please check your tank and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reaches 30%. From all the members of the Mississippi Propane Gas Association, stay safe and God bless. Feel like you're going broke paying for CBD? Check out GenPopCBD.com. We offer premium CBD for about half the price of the leading brand. But today, you can get it for free. That's right, free. In the next hour, GenPopCBD will be giving away 100 bottles of our top-selling premium CBD roll-on. This is a full-size, full-strength bottle, a $30 value. Yours absolutely free. No credit card is needed. We'll even pay for the shipping. Limit one bottle per household. To get your free CBD roll-on, go to genpopcbd.com and keep listening to this station. When you hear the special discount code, enter it in at checkout to get your free bottle. That's G-E-N-P-O-P-C-B-D dot com. Stay tuned. 
That discount code for GenPopCBD.com is coming up soon. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Woods Equipment, we've got a Cub Cadet just for you. Whether you like to sit, stand, or power through last year's hay, we have the tools to get the job done right. Stop by and visit our open house event on March 5th and 6th, where you can enjoy special deals, food, drinks, and fun for the whole family. Speak with an official Cub Cadet rep and test drive the full line of Cub Cadet outdoor equipment, delivering their enhanced strength, performance, and durability. Stop by Woods Equipment, the lawnmower store, on March 5th and 6th for our open house event located on Highway 80 in Pearl. Come on down. Let's make a deal. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. so glad you're a gardener. You will be too, trust me. No matter whether it's the first time you ever thought about planting a bean or whether you've been doing it, um, as our caller said, for 75 years, <laughs> it's not really that long. <laughs> Either way, it's a great thing to be and a great way to keep us focused and to keep us forward-looking and to keep us, quite frankly, in an optimistic point of view. Good question um, coming up about this is really pretty picture, but as Dot says, it's it's the, the pot doesn't drain. Do I, I hate to repot it? Do I need to repot it? Yes. It's a Christmas cactus, orchid cactus, um, Christmas, Easter, whatever, whichever one of those cactus that you're talking about. It's a flowering cactus that has fat leaves that look like they're on chains. You know, <laughs> that's that kind of plant. And yes, it needs drainage. It's been doing well by now, but I'd be willing to bet that its roots are completely entrapped in that non-draining container now, and that's why the leaves are starting to look a little 
flat. They don't. They should be puffy. They should be prettier and, and better looking at this time of the year. Generally speaking, as we warm weather up, we're starting to put our um, plants outside on the porch and, and one thing and another. I'm starting a new area. Like I said, I have only one tree left hanging over my house, so I have very little shade up around the house. I'm going into the front garden now, and I'm going to put out pallets and put out my container plants in the right up next to the house where there is some shade because I tend to like to sit there better. I like to sit with in a shadier spot more than in full sun, duh. But also I like to sit with my plants around me, so I'm making that shift. Um, just goes to show you, no matter how long you live in one place, you can actually change the garden from time to time. Tommy's in Flora wants to know about soaker hoses. He says the reviews are all over the place. That's true. People, people can take the same soaker hose and use or misuse it, and you get every different idea about it. I like, if I'm going to choose, if I have a choice, frankly, okay, let's be honest. I'm going to buy the soaker hose that's available and on sale. Okay, when I go to need when I need a new soaker hose, but if I'm shopping and thinking about it in advance, I'm certainly going to look for the ones that are recycled tires. I'm going to look for the ones that have a rate associated with them, because otherwise, if you get a really cheap soaker hose, and trust me, I've had plenty, the rate changes by the time you get to the other end of the 50-foot soaker hose. So if it doesn't have a booster or a rate given, get a shorter one and get two. Okay. So you can it, you, you can plan these things if you're if you are going from the beginning and shopping ahead. It's real smart. Um, Ellie has a suggestion for our friend that needs the ten foot wall, six to ten foot wall. She has U uh, Y E W Japanese U trees, and she says they grow well in shade and might make a good wall. That it is it's a good idea because they're very upright, and so that would make a nice. Um, it, it, whereas Eliagnus is going to be a really round, big, fat thing. Yew trees are going to be tall. So if you prefer the, the tall look, go that direction. That also would be the advantage of things like Clayera that can go that can go tall but not as wide. Okay, okay. I have um, literally wandered through my garden in four different kinds of shoes this week. I, I had on freezing boots. I had on wet boots. I had on sandals a couple of days and now I'm back to tied up shoes that's sort of how March goes even our friends in zone 9 on the coast where it's 62 degrees this morning it could be 45 in the morning tomorrow there uh, not freezing cold by any means, but that's because in central Mississippi it will be 30-something and if you go a little farther north it's still going to be 30-something we have to just put on the right shoes and take our time about this garden. Um, this is interesting stuff. This is, um, <laughs> y'all are funny. I'll say the funniest stuff. Um, okay. Well, I, I can't really tell what you're telling me because I can't understand this. But thank you very much. Um, I don't have any idea what that means. Okay, I'm leaving that one aside. Um, you, it, 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 I can't even start. I have to just not talk about that call, that that 
text. That's too strange. Anyway, back to hope sleeps in our bones like a bear waiting for spring to rise and walk. I'm telling you, I'm going I'm coming down on the side of the spring rising and walking because that's what happens pretty quickly if you notice it around here. If you're making a seating area in your garden and I hope that you are, for example, if you look out your back door and you nothing catches your eye at this time of the year when things are not abundant and beautiful and blooming, you need a focal point. So walk out there, pick a spot that you like and put a chair down. Sit in it and turn around and look at the house. Okay? You need you need something to look in each direction, something to guide your eye, something to carry you out there, something really and frankly to inspire you, maybe even intrigue you. That's why sometimes you'll see that that you, you end up with that chair facing another direction, but you still have the focal point, oh, i got to go see what's over there. We often talk when we're making a garden path about the surprise on the other side, and that has to do, of course, with you make a, a gentle curve when you want everybody to be able to see everything in the flower bed, but if you want to set up a surprise, you want to say, go around this corner because there's going to be a gazebo or a trellis or something back here. That's a much sharper turn in that same curved bed. So it's just a fun way to think about the spring, what you can do, what you can get ready for, what it's not too hot to do yet. And all of those things really do fall into our time here in at Weekend Gardening and our time here in the spring. Um, camellia drops its buds before they open. A couple of problems. One could be that untimely freeze, which has knocked the, the buds off of a lot of things, even some um, azaleas and wisterias. But... It's also something to think about in terms of planning, because camellias, like azaleas, not everything does this, but those two are kind of emblematic of the things that do this. They bloom, and then within that month, their plants begin to put on the buds for the next year. It takes them that long, okay? So if, for example... You're a camellia bud. Think about it. You've had a nice wet spring, stayed there. Everything's looking good. The sun gets hot. The summer gets hotter. Nobody waters in that shade where the camellia's growing because the camellia's not going to wilt. It doesn't look like it's having any trouble. But the buds are not getting the water they need because the pine trees are taking it all or because it's just not raining at all or watering at all. So deep soaking weekly in dry seasons can also help that camellia retain and finish to develop its buds so that they don't fall off. I think that's a really that's probably the the single best tip about camellias is they they don't get frozen near as often as they get droughted. Um, I'm in hopes that you are part of the Tulip Tuesday group. We are growing uh, cut flowers more, bigger, better helping our industry get really well established. It's established, but we'd like for it to be even bigger. We'd like for there to be a farmer in every county we can go visit, and two or three in some. So by all means, get in touch with Donna Yowell um, or get in touch with me, and we'll tell you how to get involved with Tulip Tuesdays. The next one is in uh, a week. will be a week from this coming Tuesday. It's a, a week and 10 days away now. And I will be teaching IPM, which, trust me, is something we all need to know more about. Integrated pest management and sustainable pest control are two things that are deeply important to me. I'm glad they are to you, too. Thank you so much for all these wonderful phone calls, terrific texts. Thank you, Raleigh. Appreciate everybody's great attitude. It's spring, y'all, almost. Come back next week for more. We'll be closer then on Weekend Gardening.
Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. Are you stuck inside but still looking for bargains on new and secondhand goods? Try HighBid.com, the online auction site for just about anything. HighBid.com offers a safe and easy way to find hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. From rare coins to fine jewelry, tools to vintage toys, and classic cars to real estate. HighBid.com has it all. HighBid.com makes it easy to find what you're looking for, and the site is simple to use. Come to HighBid.com, that's H-I-B-I-D.com, and start discovering great deals today. Honey, are you sure you don't need to call Mississippi 811 before you dig the post holes? I'm just going down a foot or two. It's really not digging. Okay, but I'm just saying. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Digging post holes? You'll need to call Mississippi 811 two days before you dig to prevent you from hitting things like underground electric wires. <laughs> Honey, our electricity just died. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. GenPopCBD.com is disrupting the CBD industry by offering premium CBD at about half the price of the leading brand. And today, right now, we are giving away 100 bottles of our best-selling CBD roll-on to the first 100 visitors to our website. This is our full-size, full-strength CBD roll-on, a $30 value, yours absolutely free. No credit card needed. We'll even pay the shipping costs. To get your free CBD roll-on, go to genpopcbd.com, add the CBD roll-on to your cart, and enter the discount code FREEROLLON. GENPOP is spelled G-E-N-P-O-P. -P. That's genpopcbd.com. But hurry, they won't last long. Go to genpopcbd.com, add the CBD roll-on to your cart, and enter the discount code FREE ROLLON. Limit one per household. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.